Hello and thank you for tuning into Scale Up Africa's Ignite Insights. My name is Olivia. And I'm Amma and we're going to be covering a whole lot in terms of corporate innovation, entrepreneurship and engagement with our community of top African leaders and entrepreneurs and investors throughout the series. Absolutely. So tune in, subscribe and follow us for the next couple of months when we share all these great insights with you. The Youth Ministry announced a 75 billion Naira fund for startups. While at the same time, the Ministry of Science, uh, Technology and Digital Economy, or whatever they call themselves, is also looking at a fund for startups. Oh, and by the way, CBN for the last two years has been giving funds to startups. Not one of them has an assessment process in place that will look at the commercial viability of these people they're giving money. Right. Which was my beef with them is, okay, you're throwing money away. Why are you wasting my tax money this way? Oh, we're trying to help the youth. And, and everybody, I said, no, you're doing PR. Everyone is at it. Everyone is at it. Everyone's in the game. And it's very, it's almost like you said, it's blind, it's blind spending. Because really, I think then the markets will dictate where the high growth is going to come from. And, and someone needs to really just pause and look at the entire terrain and figure out where the, the, the you know, where the consumption will come from, where the market uh, will absorb some of these entrepreneurs and then assessment as well at the beginning as well, yeah. It, it, it's critical because look, you're, you're saying you're giving all this money. My question is this, what are you proposing happens within a 10, 15, 20 year period? What direction are you going? How many jobs do you expect to create? And in what industries are these jobs going to be created? Because that's what you've got to be funding. Exactly. If you decide agri agriculture is extremely important to us, as it must be, and agri-tech is an underlying supporter of agriculture, then, okay, let's look at the agri-tech plays. But you don't just throw money at agri-tech plays. You have to look at what is commercially viable. I got a distress call from a young man uh, yesterday saying, sir, there's so many of these people in, in agritech now, uh, we're starting to see some high level fraud on farmers. Oh, wow. Should we be calling for regulation on agritech? That was the question to me. But half the guys playing are using government funding to do these things. So we've moved from uh, the old days where we used to have prize premiers, can you remember all they went was from one competition? Pitching, to pitching, another? pitching. We exactly. Pitch, exactly. Pitch yeah. yeah. Okay. Then we have grant premiers because all they ever go for is to pitch for the grants. They know how to write amazing business plans for the grants. They get what well, it's a grant, it's a grant. Once it's spent, it's gone. And that is distorting the commercial markets which is one of the fundamental challenges we have here. So what happens when there's a really viable startup, he gets overpriced. The other day I walked away from a deal. This is a startup that's less than two years old. He's pricing himself at $2 million and they've got less than $60,000 in revenue. Right. I'm saying how? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make any sense. How? You know, so those are some of the challenges we're seeing on this end. I don't know, you know, uh, I haven't, I'm just starting to focus on, on, I'm just starting to focus on Ghana mm. because um, I'm starting some work with the Ghana Angels, the Accra Angel Network. 
Oh, yes, yes. I know them okay. very well. Yeah. Uh-huh. Nelson Amos, Steve. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, that, Steve yeah. yeah. Exactly. Uh, sort of to look at how can we grow the crop of local investors? Because that's, that's my... That my focus is I believe fundamentally that the only way Africa is going to get out of this quagmire is if we have local investors who have a vested interest in the city in which they're investing. Mm. So how do we really, we've, we've seen, you know, very angel networks with, with varying levels of success. Mm-hmm. Um, I find that there's a culture of, I don't think that the philanthropy in, in the kind of formal sense not to say they're giving away their cash for free, they're obviously expecting a return, but obviously early stage investing is very risky. Uh, mm-hmm. A lot of them will say, look, why, why should I invest in these young kids, you know, who, who barely had any experience and they might just flush my money down the toilet, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'd rather just put my money in T-bills and just put my feet up and just get a, a nice tidy return. How do we change that culture of getting more, um, you know, angel investors uh, from the local scene to really in, reinvest and, and, and look to the future? Because I remember, um, you know, a few years ago, Tony Lumalu was, was very much pushing the Afri-capitalism uh, message in terms of getting more people from the continent like yourself, like himself, to reinvest in, in, in the new crop of entrepreneurs. But we've not seen it really take off in terms of local engagement um, to, to put into sustainable, um, high growth potential businesses or entrepreneurs. So what was your take on changing that kind of culture, encouraging more people to get involved? Well, when we started in 2015, there were five angel networks in uh, five countries in Africa. In the last five years, I have personally been involved uh, as president of the African Business Angel Network. And we now have 50 angel networks in 33 African countries that are currently investing. I'm not talking of those like GAIN that have died. Right. I'm talking of those like the Dhaka Angel Network, um, run by uh, Mariam Diop. I'm talking of the like the Gambia Business Angel Network. Uh, I'm talking of the Angels for Africa out of Morocco. I'm talking of Cairo Angels, Lagos Angels. Even in COVID, we've done four deals. Right. Um, when I'm talking of South Southeast Angel Networks, I'm talking of women only angel networks like. Um, like, uh, oh, I was going to say zebra. <laughs> um, lady angel network in Ghana. Yeah, it's, it's called Dazzle, which is a group of zebras. Dazzle in Cape Town, rising tide here in uh, Nigeria. There's Victoria Business Angels in Nairobi. There's the uh, Rwanda Angel Network in Kigali. There's the Tanzanian Angel Network. Um, and it goes on, even, <laughs> even in Ethiopia. Okay, we have the Addis Ababa Angels. So the story or the, the, the pitch I make is very simple. And that's, that's what I was saying to you earlier. First of all, if you don't love Accra, you can't be a business angel. It's just that simple. Okay? You can have invested but, interest. Exactly. But if you love Accra, okay, and you want Accra to prosper for your children and the generations to competition to make that happen. And those are the people you have to look for. It's not, it, it's not for everybody, okay? Uh, because just where you have philanthropies, you have charlatans. Right. That's just the nature of humankind. So it's about sort of filtering out those who don't love the city. I'm a Lagos boy. I make no apologies to anybody about it. I live in Yaba, Lagos. I'm a Yaba. I call myself a Yaba area father, although... Truth be told, my brother actually, my brother upstairs is, you know, does more of that than I do. 
So right. we've been here for the better part of 60 years. Okay. And it is that wanting my son and my grandson to actually be proud to belong to Yaba. That's why I'm doing all I'm doing. And that's why I look for people who have the same passion. So you hear Mariam, for example, or Gio talk about Dakar, and they feel the same way. And it's the same thing. I talked to Stephen Gugu about Nairobi. He feels the same way. Right, right, right. So what, what, what are your thoughts on corporate-sponsored um, innovation programs and entrepreneurship programs? Um, I spoke to you earlier about Waira in the UK, for example, Telefonica's uh, Accelerator, uh, here in Ghana, we have like Cosmos Energy with their flagship uh, Cosmos Innovation Center supporting entrepreneurs uh, with varying results. I mean, in terms of skills, the training, the networking, they get the access to opportunities, access to global supply chains. What would you say to a, a CEO or a director of a board, a corporate board um, that, that views um, these programs as CSR or charity? Mm -hmm. What would well, you say to them? Uh, I, I, I sit on the advisory board of an organization called HYBER, H-Y-B-R, um, and HYBER is designed to work with entrepreneurs and corporates on exactly that point. That's how I, uh, uh, Coca-Cola was a client, so that's how come I know about the Coca-Cola right. um, And they're not short of, they're not short of projects on the continent. Okay, so we do have corporates who have seen an erosion on their R&D budget, understanding that the only way to innovate is to tap into the early stage ecosystem. So it's a growing, it's a growing awareness and it is not a charity case. This is, I'm not talking CSR now. Right. I'm talking of if you're in logistics, okay, and you've been in logistics forever, look at what has happened, okay, to airplanes and flying recently how do you adapt how do you address that your people are used to a particular approach the only way to take advantage is to find okay uh, a startup or a venture that is addressing the space you'd like to be work with them and over time they become a unit of yours or an acquisition right right uh yeah because i i remember gary stewart from wire saying how he he was able to witness um companies that were part of his acceleration program uh, generate over eight, you know, eight figures for for Telefonica. I mean, you know, because they they had that relationship. So so we're, we're very keen to kind of uh, talk more about that relationship between big business and small business. And and what are your your thoughts on on one that? Of the, on, on that on that point? One of the people you want to have a conversation with is Vuyisa Kabaka, okay, um, of Hyber and Charles O J. Both of them are partners in HYBA, HYBR, and that is the work they do day to day. So okay. they have deep insights into how corporates are thinking about this. No, that's really useful information. We'll definitely reach out to them because we want to. We definitely want to, you know, replicate more of that. I think we all we all need to see a lot more of that kind of activity um, because it's you know that's you know governments and corporates biggest biggest procurement uh, partners, right? So it, it makes sense for us to do more in that space. Yeah. Um, Governments are a different kettle of fish. That was my next question. What are your thoughts on on government uh, entrepreneurship programs? You you talked about the you know the number of varying uh, programs that seem to be the same, uh, but very uh, blind in terms of spending. What do you what well, do you, what, yes. what do you I, I think what what they've just latched on. Everybody's discovered entrepreneurship and startups, 
as an economic development tool. But that's surface level understanding without having a strategic structured approach at a national level as to how to approach this challenge. So what we're seeing is people in their independent silos. So I, for example, I was on a committee that was put together by the National Information Technology Development Agency uh, to look at how do we respond uh, to the technology ecosystem post-COVID and what, what opportunities has COVID given us and what challenges has it brought also. We went ahead and this, you know, made the recommendations and surprise, surprise, there are other agencies and there are other units also looking at these particular challenges and preferring their own solutions. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, I mean, that's that, that's good. Um, so what are your final you know, comments on like your, what's your personal framework? The th- maybe if you had a three point framework, what would your three point framework look like? to really enhance the, the quality of our SMEs, um, you know, their potential to really contribute to the global, the African economy, of course, but the global economy. What would your, like a three, give us your three-step plan. Unfortunately, it's a five-step. Five-step is good. Okay. Fantastic. We'll take five. actually documented and it's well, it's, it's all over cyberspace. It's called a POEM framework. And I say for every business vision, there is a POEM that brings it to life. So the poem is the execution. What is that poem? It's actually an acronym. The P is the proposition. So that is the product service offering and the target customer base. So that has to be viable. The second is the organization that delivers that proposition. So the people, the processes, and even the underlying technology for that. Both of those, that is, the proposition and the organization define the business fully. The first measure of the two of them is the E, which is the economics of it. Financially, how does this make sense? How do you make money? What's the business model? How does it work? You know, what are the inflows? What are the outflows? What's the capital expenditure? And then finally, of course, if you're measuring money, you can't measure it without milestones, which is time. So what have you achieved historically? Where are you today? And more importantly, where are you trying to get to? So that's the POEM framework, proposition, organization, economics, and milestones for every business vision. I trust that helps. That helps a lot. And I'm, I'm very familiar with our framework. So yes, I forget it was five points. I thought it was three points, but it's, it's great to hear from you and to, to see you sharing um, the stuff that you've been working on consistently over all these years. So we, we thank you so much, Tommy Davis. And we look forward to working a lot more with yourself and your, your network. We'll definitely reach out to Hyper as well and see how we can collaborate further.